Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of The Science of Sleep. I watched the second half of The Science of Sleep. And this is is The the Other other Half. Oh, Michael. Oh, my God. I just had the craziest dream. What was that dream? The dream was as we were recording a podcast, but I watched the wrong half of the movie. (laughs) That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. (laughs) I'm glad it's just a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, dreams are somewhat based off reality. And here's the thing, Ethan, though, is sometimes you have dreams uh, about watching the wrong half of a movie. Uh, maybe you did because this movie's fucking confusing and you might have actually watched the wrong <laughs> half of the movie you wouldn't know oh man really you found know. this movie confusing you didn't well I found it confusing because I watched the last half so I think oh, there's, weird. A, there's a lot going on you in know there. what also might be the thing is I realized watching this that the version we had that we both watched didn't have English subtitles. On it. Yeah, yeah. I I figured a way around. That. Okay, so did I. Got I. Some subtitles okay, good. I was making sure that you didn't think it was really confusing because you just were blind when they were speaking. For the longest French time, my half, I'm like, why are they speaking another language and not like subtitling it? And then I was like, okay, well maybe it's because the main character doesn't know what they're talking about. But then that wasn't the case. Yeah. So, yeah. So figured it out. Okay, well, that's good. So that was a little confusing at first, but don't worry, I watched the movie twice anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't find it too confusing. It was, I could see definitely, though, how the I'll second half... I'll say the half. story was provincial. Like, it's a boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy over-obsesses with girl, boy uh. develops a, a creepy uh, obsession with the girl, boy um, uh, imagines that girl loves him, and his uh, imaginary version of girl forces and pushes him to go further and further with this girl. And then, uh, you know, in real life, not in the, not in, in the... his fantasy world. Oh, okay. And then boy starts to craft things out of uh, cardboard and uh, stop motion animation. And yeah, it's, it's very provincial storytelling. Yeah. Uh, no, no. The thing that I think separates this movie apart is the visuals of it. I, uh, he's, this I movie think, is directed I, by Michelle Gondry. Yeah. Uh, who made um, Eternal. Eternal Sunshine, yeah. uh, Be Kind, Rewind, The Green Hornet, uh, and a couple <laughs> other things. Uh, you know, surprisingly, The Green Hornet was not the top of his IMDb. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know why. why. <laughs> really weird. It's almost like if you watch The Green Hornet, you're just like, this is probably just made by anybody. It doesn't I, have to be anybody I, that has like a very If you ask visual... me to name... One plot point in the Green Hornet, which I literally wrote a review on. <laughs> I could not tell you anything. I think I maybe watched the movie twice. Why? I, Why'd you watch it a second time? Because I kind of like that one part where it's very late in the See, movie. So you remember more than I do already. I have a better memory than you. This that is true. That is true. The part where uh, you, I think you're following all the villains, and it's it's a very Michelle Gondry scene where like. From one scene, from one like frame, you are split off to all the other like characters, and you get into like you know. Do you remember this scene? Kind of vaguely. It was very cool, but that's probably like the most cool visual aspect of the of uh-huh. the Green Hornet movie. I don't know why he directed that film. That's yeah, such a strange get. Maybe yeah. they're like, we'll use prestige directors to launch the Green Hornet franchise. Yeah. I feel like they're going for a franchise with that. Probably. Well, that was like the big hubbub at the time. Was you know, uh, uh, what is it? superhero movies yeah yeah and they're like well what about the green lantern movie and that was bad no even worse somehow yeah, seth rogan lost on wait anyway <sighs> michelle gondry made this movie he made like a bunch of like vi- uh, music videos i believe in the past as well so that's sort of he like seemed, where he honed he, his craft he seems like someone who would make a lot of music videos yeah yeah judging um, by his style yeah so but i was gonna say i think this, the movie strengths are mostly visual i'd say so i'd say the weaknesses are the protagonist i found him to be 
horrible and creepy, and I didn't like him at all. Most of the characters in this are kind of, kind of bad. I yeah. don't like. I don't like so, them. Not, like I'm not saying they're not well written. Mm. I'm saying they're just they're not unlikable. Yeah. Oh, what'd you, well, how'd you like Stephanie? I, I I didn't know enough about her. Like okay. I barely saw her. Too okay, much well that's my... really strange to me because I thought there was so much stuff like front loaded in the movie to explain a lot of the. Because I just felt bad for her. I'm like, she's got this creepy stalker neighbor that's like, clearly like, he's got some kind of like like emotional deficiency or something. You know, like I was not a fan of how he treated her. But you were inside of his head, and I didn't. I want to get out. <laughs> well, Let me out of here. Like, I'm just like. If 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 the movie was not taking place inside of his head, this would be a horror film, you know. I don't know where it goes because in my half, I'm like, I'll I don't know. Because in my mind, it just seemed like a whimsical. At least in my half, mm-hmm. it seemed like a whimsical kind of 500 Days of Summer type movie to me. Right, but 500 Days of Summer is also notorious for having a main character that is bad. That's and... true. So... That is true. <laughs> so maybe yeah, I'm, my description is right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but at the beginning, you kind of empathize. You empathize with him mm-hmm. right but then you learn a bit more about him and you're like eh, he kind of sucks actually like he doesn't tell me actually... about him a bit his name is stefan his name is stefan stefan so there's stefan no, there's stephanie <laughs> yes exactly yeah get it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, stefan has a weird thing where he likes to go into his head and just just have like a tv show yes stefan tv stefan tv yeah um which is i like the way it looks because it's a really bad set it's, it's all made of like cardboard it's cardboards like everywhere objects. it's just a whole bunch of egg cartons i guess for sound yeah and he's talking the very beginning of the movie starts off with him talking about how he how dreams are prepared mm. and he's like making doing a little cooking show he's like you know you take a little bit of some music from the thing you heard today and you take some love connections and relationships and just family stuff and mm. mix it all together to a pot and what do you get i don't know my dad's dead so that's part of what i'm doing my dad died of cancer what? and it's like yeah he, he switches into that uh talk i didn't know any of this yeah so i kind of so what happens is the crux of the story is he is going back home which i think i think is france yes he's um, moved in with his mom he moved into his mom's uh, she is a like landlord. A, she's a landlord, so I guess it would be her her apartment, apartment complex. Yeah, um, lives with her too, like in her yes, apartment. In her yeah. apartment. Yeah. Um. So his mom convinced him to move back because he was going to take up a graphic design job. Mm-hmm. See, here's the other thing. I relate to this guy in very many <laughs> levels. I was going to say, I still did like. I, him. <laughs> yeah. No, that that makes it even better though, because you, it, it a better critique is that you as someone who basically. Has a very similar, yeah. Um, like I also life even, circumstances, right? Not exact, but you know. But yeah, similar you can like to him. Yeah, well, even motivations. The, there you go. Motivations, and then even the aspect where he. One thing I kind of found interesting is how he likes to sort of explain his imaginations through scientific like terminology, mm-hmm. like how he talks about the the science of sleep, but yeah. A lot of the science that takes place is like technobabble sounds like science, but it's not real science. And that's something that I think I do as well sometimes, like in my own head, is like I try to like explain something that's like a creative process in a scientific way. And I don't know, like I so well, like having names for like phenomenons that happen, right? That don't make sense, right? Uh, I relate to that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, sorry, keep going. Oh, that's okay. So he moves back to get a graphic design job at a uh, bag, a calendar place, a place where they make calendars. Right. Um, a, and he, a very boring, bland, uh, awful graphic design job. Yes, he gets there, and his mom, and he's like, first off, you know, he, it's very weird because he, a lot of people, he speaks Spanish. Yes. But everyone there obviously speaks French, but he kind of just communicates with everyone in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. 
so he gets there and starts talking to an old man um, whose name is Guy. Guy. Older guy. He's, he's a pervert. He's a manager. He's the worst person. <laughs> he's like, a piece he, of shit. He's literally so bad. I think he was there just to make our main protagonist Look seem a little more better. Likeable. Yeah. It's like, what if you well, see, this here's guy? the thing: is in my half of the movie, I didn't realize that they were real people at first. I thought they were figments <laughs> of his imagination. So I'm like, why did he create this like creep to like put in his head? Oh yeah. no, no, he's a real person. I along see. with um, Serge, who's got like a little little afro looking, not afro, but like a he's got he's really got big curly curly hair. hair, Bob Ross hair. Yeah, Bob Ross hair. And uh, Martine, who is the the uh, lady, the lady. Yeah, she does something, but Serge is her her assistant. Um, Guy also like calls them like the, slurs a lot. Yeah, calls them the the f word. Yeah, the f- for some reason they're like, how could we be that? We're two different genders. He's like, you, it's a mentality. He's the worst yeah, person. He's bad. He's awful. Yeah, he's I a, hated him. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. I was curious about this movie. Uh-huh. It's been on my list for years because I'm a big fan of Michelle Gondry. Yeah, I'm yeah. A big fan of these like you know. Well, the French dream pretentious, dreamy movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like Trips to Belleville or like a Jacques Tati film. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like most of the characters though. Like, I found them all pretty, except for except for Stephanie. I found them all pretty like shitty. I feel like you only feel bad. For- Personally, I just feel bad for Stephanie more than anything else. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't even really think of her as an And I don't know if we're supposed character. to or not. Like, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you. Is do you think we're supposed to realize that Stefan is a bad guy? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know because he doesn't even really reveal himself as a bad guy until your half, it sounds like. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway. Anyway. So you got this gross guy here, and he's like, okay, here's the calendar we make. It's just a calendar with naked ladies in it. <laughs> and you just you just put it together. You don't do any creative work. You put the calendar at the bottom and you put the pictures on. Literally copy and paste. It's like he's Oof. just like, oh, but I have this really great creative vision, and I'm a graphic designer here. I made a count. Cal- I heard this is a creative calendar job. So he goes up to the main boss, who I don't remember his name. I don't think he um, even might have the movie. Main, the main big boss, and he's like, I'm gonna pitch it to you. And um, guys just in the back laughing the whole time as he pours his heart out pitching this like. Um, calendar piece about like it's just you know it's gonna have like a funny sense of humor and it's gonna have like he has these beautiful illustrations all out there and the guy's just like our patrons don't have a sense of humor they just want to see naked ladies (laughs) and he's like oh shit okay well i guess i guess i'll just keep this job but he just it sucks you move all the way back there you get a bad job you get a bad job to pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Not even to pay the bills, I guess, because he lives with his mom. But like Yeah, why does he have this job then? I guess it was just to fill his day up. I think because it sounds like his dad died, so he had to move back home, maybe, right. because he couldn't afford to take care of himself. Because why does he dad. have a job? Huh? Why does he have a job then? Just to have something to do. Yeah. You know, you got to have a job, I guess. I you guess. can't just ha- you can't just have a bum son at work, I guess, or at home. At home, I, I guess know. not. According to his mom, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it, he has a dream later about that job and he has super massive hands and he just starts fighting everyone and this is when the movie's like okay i can see why people i can see why people like this movie because the visuals the visuals are really cool he's got big massive hands he's punching people i love all the like stop motion yeah like shit that's like shot like in front of a rear projector screen or whatever there's earlier scene where he couldn't like shave properly and his razor was acting weird and then the dream he shoots the razor out at the old man oh no a guy no, no, no. The old, sorry, the old big boss. Mm. And he gets this huge, instead of like shaving his face, he gets a huge beard, grows long hair, jumps out a window, and becomes a homeless person, <laughs> which is really, I don't know, it's just really fun to look at. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yeah, this guy can make music videos. I see yep, that. This yep, is yep. very music video stuff. Yes. Um. Anyway, and then, he, and then in the dream, of course, as he took him out, he puts his art up everywhere and then starts banging Martine. So I guess that was a pretty bad 
pretty saw, uh, a sign. He just starts banging her in the dream. Oh, yeah. his coworker? Yeah. Oh. Well. Yeah, a little weird. And he flies away and wakes up. Okay. Uh, he says, this sucks. I won't stay another day. Um, so he then sees uh, a lady next door who is moving in. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, as we'll know, soon know. But actually, we'll meet her friend Zoe, I believe was her name. Yeah, right. Zoe. And um, He's interested in Zoe first. He's not. Oh. He's interested in Stephanie, but Zoe's interested. It seems like interested in him. Okay. But anyway, it doesn't matter. In the end, it's going to be Stephanie. Um, so the, yeah, this is a weird way to meet and also gave me anxiety because it's these guys just moving this piano by hand up this long flight of stairs. Uh. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to get your piano over there somehow. I know, but like, I felt like there was there like a crane or something to get in or something. I feel like people do that. You got to afford a crane. I don't think they can afford true. a crane. I'm I don't just... know what Stephanie does for a living. She makes art, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. He tries to help me, but he almost gets crushed by the piano, oh, which no. really gave me anxiety. Cause I, I had a, one time I was moving a fridge, and oh, the fridge this... went poorly, and I almost was like in the same situation. Was this the fridge that we had to move together? No, this, oh, is, not okay. this. this is a different fridge. Okay. But we didn't have to go up and down stairs. Oh, yeah. That's stairs true. is the big, big bad factor. That's right. I've seen that episode of Friends. Exactly. Pivot. <laughs> the one where they pivot. That's the one where they pivot. Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of, that's the name of Friends episodes yeah. for some reason. <laughs> that's what they do. Anyway, so. Uh, he so helps he the bell with the piano. Out, but gets injured, so he goes upstairs. He gets help from Zoe and Stephanie, who fix his hand. He admits he actually, his real, like, his job sucks. They say they're, like, investors. Okay. And they go and find musical talent, which is a lie. Um, but he admits he wants to become an inventor. He's like, so he has all these dumb gadgets. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, check it out. I got these 3D glasses that make real life 3D. And they're like, isn't life already 3D? He's like, no, check it out. And you like, look at a picture, and it looks 3D. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's weird (laughs) anyway he's like well thanks for fixing my hand bye and then goes and leaves goes and has lunch with his boss why well not like randomly he's at work now and he just goes and has lunch and then um his boss is just a creep it's like hey hey, do you want to have sex with martin it's just like no he's like i can arrange that and i'm like what the fuck he's so gross (laughs) this guy is just the grossest character yeah um okay and then, uh, yeah, he goes back upstairs. Is like, hey, new neighbor. But here's the thing: is he doesn't admit that he is the neighbor to her, Stephanie. Right. The reason being is that she doesn't like her landlord, which is his mom. Right. So reasonable. He, so he pretends that he doesn't live literally down the down the um uh, the hallway, the hallway from him, like her. literally next door. Yeah. So yeah. he pretends to be like, oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, I'll just. I was just in the area. So he's then, lying to her. Yes. Okay. For like no reason. I mean, it's a little bit of a reason, but not really that good of a reason. He could just explain himself. Yeah. yeah. Just be like, sorry, my mom's that. But he's like, quirky. He's quirky and weird. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he goes into, they hang out for a bit and they talk. They seem to connect a little bit. Mm. They seem to be talking about stuff and he, she has an idea of like a little boat that she sewed because she's unpacking still. Yes. And the boat, she's he's like, well, we could make a little animation of that boat. And he's like, yeah, it'd be really cool. We could put like plants growing out of it and we could make the water look cellophane. Like, really realistic. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, cellophane, like this. And then it gets really surreal because this isn't a dream as far as I know, but she turns on the water and a bunch of cellophane comes out in, like an animation. I'm like, yes. that's really like, cute. That's a cool effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she's like, okay, I'm going to get my dad's care. We're going to do this. He's like, by the time you get back, I'll be asleep. But he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, Wait, what? 
By the time you get back, I'll be asleep? Why? Because it'll be late, because he has to go all the way home. Oh, okay. And then come back. He goes literally down the road, down the hallway or whatever. So he has to like pretend to leave and then comes oh, back. Oh, I see. Because it's such a long trip. Like he has to, she has he has to, to lie up. that it's a long trip. Exactly. Right, I see. So um he's hanging out, taking a bath, and he falls asleep and starts dreaming about Martin coming back up, his mm-hmm. coworker. And she starts making out with him in the tub. He's like, "No, no, no! I can't! I have to talk to. I have to write a letter to Steph, Steph, Stephanie." Right. And starts writing this whole letter out about Stephanie mm-hmm. to her, about how he wants to come clean to her. Um, but turns out, what he did this is weird. In real life, what he actually did is he turns out he actually wrote something, but it was in gibberish because he was like sleep writing. Right. And put it under her door. Okay. That was basically in the end asked for Zoe's number, which is yeah. weird. It doesn't quite make sense. I was conf- I was confused about that. Yeah, that's something that comes up later as well. It doesn't really make sense in terms of his character to me. Mm-hmm. Why he would do such a thing? Yeah, it didn't make sense. That's why I thought he might have liked Zoe before. I think it was maybe he's doing it because he doesn't want to express his true feelings, so oh. he wrote down, "Oh, I just want to know about Zoe's number in his sleep." Right. Uh, if he of course does that, wakes up and is like, "Oh shit, I actually did that." So like, tries to fish underneath and mm-hmm. gets the letter and is like, "Oh okay." Good, I'll, I'll write a new letter later. Um, so already this is creepy. Slipping in, slipping a note under a door, a stranger's door. It's not a stranger. Like they know each other. As long yes. as you sign who did it, I don't think. I don't think that part's that creepy. What's creepy still imagine, is the fact that you're still lying. That too. But imagine being like in your apartment, and then you just see like this guy trying to get a note out from under your door. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you did do that. That'd be like, yeah. what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah. shit? This is a guy I barely know. In my mind, you wouldn't see that part. Right. So it'd be okay. I'm putting my feet, my shoe. I'm putting my feet in Stephanie's shoes. And for one, they're very tiny. She's a very small lady. <laughs> very small lady. She's you know the, where she's from? Yeah, she's from uh, Nymphomaniac. Antichrist as well. Yeah, Antichrist. Yeah, it was, was weird, weird seeing yeah. her in, like a romantic it, comedy. It was weird. <laughs> like, Maybe that's why I feel extra bad for her. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, all the shit she puts up in those movies. You're going to have to deal with like Lars von Trier. Yeah. <laughs> Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Now he's got to deal with the shitty She has to just go and bang two guy. black guys and then uh, uh, smash Willem Dafoe's uh, genitals. In, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Cool stuff. Looking forward to it. So, um, yeah. So, picks up, the, picks up the note, walks away. But then Stephen falls back asleep and misses his job while fucking guys like making people smell his armpits because they smell like sperm what the fuck like literally just i hate this guy guy (laughs) he doesn't get much better in my half either Uh, i don't i don't believe it yeah i I don't think he changes much no no need to what's funny is now we cut to stephanie and zoe's perspective and they're actually this is where you reveal that they're like an art supply store or something working okay and uh she's telling uh zoe about how steven actually woke up naked (laughs) And delivered a note under her door, which she read. What the fuck? Well, because he was asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So it, she reads it. It's like, uh, this is weird. It, but it's asked her. It was very, it was all gibberish. Except for Zoe's except number. Except for Zoe's number at the end. He's like, I give it to his number if you want. She's like, I, I don't know. No, he's a creep. And don't then, give and me then a it turns out she read it, put it back, and then saw the little like uh, hanger come through to try to get it. And she gives it to him. That's creepy. That. Yeah, right? Yeah, of course she gives it to him. She was like, ugh. Yeah, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. This um, is a horror film. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. In the that, science that. of do not sleep. <laughs> the science of no <laughs> the sleep. The science of move out of that apartment complex. <laughs> Far away. Um, let's see. Science so, of stalkers. Well, well, here's the thing now. Mm. Is, so they get his number, and 
she calls him and it's like, hey, uh, come on over. I want to see some more tricks. So while the first time they met, optical illusions, because the first time they met, he was showing the she, 3D thing. Well, also, yeah, other optical illusions, such as like if you put your fingers together, you could see a floating sausage and like I like that stuff like that. Illusion. Have it's, you done that before? Oh yeah, it's, it's a classic. Dinner, right now. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that sausage, Mike. It was getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so what he brings? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because they watch him leave his apartment and go downstairs, and then stomp coming back up, and they're like, "Wow, what a loser!" <laughs> and brings in these two helmets. Which have a string attached to them, and he puts a helmet on Stephanie, and he puts a helmet on her, or on him. Sorry, and she has a deck of cards, and he goes, "Okay, what I want you to do is say the deck, say the card you're looking at out loud, and and send it to me via your brain waves, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna point to it." At where it is. And I'm like, this is the lamest trick ever. This is like the worst <laughs> magic trick I've ever seen. It's not even a magic trick. No, it's no. not. Um, it, it works, I guess, but also you're just pointing out like, you just you, they're really far away. You just point vaguely. Point in whatever like, direction. Yeah, you probably yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, so, so they're like, all right, well, let's go out and have a drink then. So they go down and have, go to a bar and have a drink. And then they have a shot in a beer and then suddenly guy shows up. No, and go away. <laughs> and Stefan's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm just here to party. No, I'm just like, <laughs> Oh God, how sad must that be? I know. This old motherfucker walking into a bar alone. But he comes in and, oh my God. And first thing he says is, Hey, look at these ladies. Oh, you must be Zoe. Heard you really hot. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys aren't cock teases. So then uh, Jesus. this starts dancing with Zoe and Zoe's like down with it. It's like dancing, grinding up on him and everything. Yeah. And he's and, um, Steven's like, does she do that all the time? Steven? Stefan? Stefan, Steven, whatever. <laughs> Steven's universe in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, does she do that normally? She's like, I don't know. I don't care. Who cares? Let her do yeah, what she wants. Let her do what she wants. And um, he's like, well, okay, I guess. Um and then they do that. He, they, the two girls leave. They, mm-hmm. He hangs out, makes out with cup. someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, he makes out with some random person. Then he goes back to sleep. Stefan. Yes. Okay. Now the reason he doesn't seem super interested, I guess, in making moves on um, Stephanie. Stephanie is because she reminds him of his father, which is a weird thing to say. It's a very strange thing. It's to very say. Very strange thing to say. I don't know much about his father except Other that he died he, of cancer. That's yeah. it. He lived in Mexico. I believe he lived in Mexico. I, I could believe be wrong so, yeah. That. But um, anyway, he then writes music for Stephanie and gives it to her. It's all cute, but of course the piano is broken, so she can only play some keys. Mm-hmm. That sucks. And then cut to having dinner with mom. He's having dinner with mom, and mom is dating this guy named Gerard. Okay. And Gerard. Butler. No. <laughs> the interesting thing about Gerard that I kind of put together now is he's actually someone that his mom likes. Because he's funny, but funny because he does magic. He does like all these crazy magic tricks, such as like just like Stefan does. Exactly, but they're actually like really good. Because <laughs> he's doing stuff like he doesn't he, do this fucking helmet shit. Yeah, he has like a cigarette and like puts it through the lighter. And he's like, check it out, it's through the lighter. I'm smoking it through the lighter. Whoa! And pulls it out, and then he does that. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Is he? There's a whole table where they're all eating, and he's just like, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the. the 
fucking tablecloth trick and just pulls it and ruins the dinner. <laughs> and then he's like, you ruined it. Why did you do that? And he's like, wait, snaps. And everything's just gone. <laughs> and he just cleans up everything. <laughs> and then he snaps ag- or like does something else and snaps again. And the everything's set and it's back to normal. They just keep eating. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. He's I'm not, like, that's awesome. This guy's great. He's not a magician. He's like the second coming of Christ yeah. or something. Now, I don't know if this, now this is a weird thing because this is done in the perspective of, Stefan. Um, Stefan's head. Yes. So you see it through his eyeballs. So I'm like, I don't know if this is like, maybe he's exaggerating in his mind about how much better it is. But anyway, it's great. Um, But then uh, Gerard starts talking similarly in like a guru sense. Mm. He's like very, says a lot of smart things, but don't really mean anything. He's really um, jealous of that. Right. So he tries to like replicate it. Not like jealous like that, but like, why is mom like this guy? Because he's a guru. Because he's going to learn something. He says something smart. And he's like, have you been sleeping well, Steph? He's like, no, not really. He's like, well, you know, there's such a thing as REM sleep, where it's his rapid eye movement. Right. And so he's like, whoa. So he goes home and tapes a thing to his eye. And what it does is when his eye starts twitching, it triggers a, this is like PUV's Playhouse shit. (laughs) It triggers a breakfast um, machine. Yeah. Breakfast machine. Basically it triggers like a tape recorder to go off. So it triggers so you can have like a lucid dream, which is what a lot of people do lucid dreaming. Because they have like a um, thing that'll go off and like stabilize them or whatever. So they know they're dreaming. I was wondering about that. Um, So that's his thing. Right. And I think that's about it. So then my half. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that was quick. So I entered in, uh, first thing I wrote was, oh, uh, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's probably in a dream sequence. He is in a dream yeah, sequence. Yeah, because he just started dreaming. He's in like a boardroom, and yeah. his three coworkers are in there, and there's a stop-motion cardboard city that's being built, and two men and a woman. And that's just the background of the, the dream sequences, I think. Uh, yes. Well, so he's in the room, and the three people, his coworkers, end up coming up. They're, they're trying to plan ways to market him to Stephanie. So one of them's like, let's write a book. One of them's like, let's put up uh, uh, billboards. And one of them's like, let's write you a song. And, uh, uh, you know, and then you can, you know, uh, Stephanie will be infatuated with you. So they develop an ad campaign. They write a, a song. And then he leaves the apartment as the song is, like, in preparation. And then runs into Stephanie mm-hmm. coming out of her apartment. And now we're back in real life. He's dressed like a normal person. And he's like, first thing he says is he asks her to marry him. And All then right. that's how that's one way to do it. And then bold move. That was bold move. And at first I'm like, okay, maybe they're like dating, but that's not the case. No. They're just neighbors, good friends, yeah. baby. And then he's like, let me introduce you to my friends. And he opens up his apartment and no one's in there. So this guy opens up his apartment, runs into you. So says, this is real life now. Right? This is real life. And asks to marry her, and then goes, "Hey, look at! Oh wait, there's no one in here." Also, he now reveals that he's a liar for sure. Oh yeah, which they already knew, but like I don't know what's going on now. That's yeah. the thing is like there's never a scene oh, where she's like, "Hey, real you're rough lying about half. where you live." Very rough second <laughs> half. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is I don't know if you noticed in your half, but in my half, the dream sequences had like really obvious ADR, like. And I'm not sure if that was on purpose. Like, the lip sync is all wrong during the dream sequences. I and I felt I maybe that was well. to give it a more dream-like atmosphere. But it's very strange to me. Huh, interesting. A- anyway, I just wrote down, he looks crazed and unstable. Uh, oh, this is the scene where he says, I live with my mother and uh, the and her landlord. Okay. He says that he likes her in a romantic way. And she says that uh, she doesn't want a boyfriend. Okay. She says. And That's true. Because Zoe kept trying to hook her up with him and he she's just like no nah. and she's just not ready 
And then he says, it's not my fault if I have feelings. You don't have to humiliate me. Okay. Which is... Big, big old oh, red this flag. This is the first interaction I've seen with these two, and uh, he's doing like an incel thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, short Yeesh. of just saying that he never loved her in the first place and calling her a fat bitch or whatever. Yeah. Like, incels tend to do. So, then wow. the three coworkers are there. One of them is an old guy. Rotana instantly knew he was the sex creep. Uh, Stefan is... Uh, he... Oh, so he goes over to Stephanie's place. They start constructing art together. Yes. Um, I like doing... how she's still cool with him. Like, yeah, I, all right. Well, I think she's just trying to be friendly. Like, I think Especially she's... Especially now she can't leave. She knows him. how close he yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to, like, help her, like, do the stop-motion animation boat thing. She says this really great line. She says, organization always manages back, uh, uh, merges back in if you don't pay attention. Because she wants everything to look random. Mm. But the way he does things, everything starts to look a bit too organized. Got and it. I sort of, as an artist, I do I like that line. It's very true. Yeah, so he shows her his one-second time travel machine, which is... A thing where if you move, you can either go back or forwards in time by one second. <sighs> so he shows it to her by going backwards in time by one second by like moving around. I don't know what she doesn't see in this guy. Like he's got a one second time machine. Well, wait. Then he does the future. <sighs> she presses the button and he jumps and hugs her like really tightly. And she's like, whoa, what the fuck? Why did you do that? Because she does not feel good about him hugging her. And he does it twice because it's a time machine. It was the forward in time by one second. And then it was that same thing again. Mm. And she's like, whoa, why, why'd you do that? And he's like, uh, this is objective. This is just time travel. Like, I, this is what was going to happen. And she's like, I think we have different ideas of what the future looks like. It's like, dude, he's like so weirdly childlike. And then he calls her pretty. And he, then they, she's like, let's go back to working on the animation. And then he creepily, like, breaks her personal space again by, like, looking at a tattoo on the back of her neck and, like, moving her shirt. Like, it was very strange. Right after she was like, don't do that. Like, let's just get back to work. It was very weird. Okay. Then we go to a skiing fantasy. Three coworkers are talking about how he should fuck her like a goat on a cliff. Uh, which is a sex uh, position that the creepy older guy knows. Guy knows. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> the creepy older guy said, I looked at an old man and I saw how happy he was and I knew he was thinking about all the people he had sex with and all the ladies and, and I realized I'm that old man and that's who I'm going to be. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Well, I mean, you know, I like mean, it, he, he grew up to be what he wanted to be. I guess. Uh the weird thing again is I didn't know they were his coworkers really yet because every scene so you thought seemed to like dreamlike. His internal thoughts. I thought or it was something? like his id, alter ego, super ego type. I mean, thing. they might still be kind of that representation. I don't know. The other thing that weirded me out was even if they were real people, he's internalized them so much that it's really off-putting. Because there's a whole scene where like two the two men are like fucker like a goat like uh what is it goat on cliff goat on cliff fucker 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 and the lady's like no don't do that that's rude and i'm just like what the fuck is going on uh and then uh him and stephanie kiss but then she skis off away from him and then he wakes up and his feet are in the freezer what were you gonna ask i was gonna say uh there's id ego and super ego right um, You've got the I, I don't know the difference between these. I three. can't remember. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it they're up. Like a, them, they're like I, they're I, like a Freudian thing. Yeah, I uh, do kind of think that maybe each of the coworkers. Now that you think about it, 
are kind of representing those are things. kind of representing it. I assume. I don't know. There's also I'm sure you could also make the point because like it's Stephanie and Stefan, their names are the same. They're just yeah, pronounced yeah. different. Maybe they're different sides of each other. I don't know. I don't know. If sure. These are one you shitty, can say. one not shitty. So then things get even creepier. He's in his apartment and he stares through the people and waits for her to leave her apartment so then he can break into her apartment while she's gone and cool. fix her pony. She has okay. like a pony doll. Yeah, she has a pony doll. She's like, it's not finished yet or something like that. She showed to him earlier. So he does. He fixes it for her. Okay. And then he imagines what it would be like when she arrives. In his mind, he has like the whole TV like station set up yeah. and he's like okay he's talking to dream stephanie and he's like stand stand in front of the blue screen you're you're arriving in the apartment how do you react and she's like oh you've ruined it you like she acts as if he's done something bad and he's like what are you doing no you should think i'm brilliant he says and um and then uh he's uh, then she starts a dream version starts kissing her and he's like no don't give me any hope you know you're never going to be able to kiss me and then dream version of her is like no come on you should you should be stronger. You should try kissing me next time you see me. Like, really try kissing me. So then in reality, she walks into her apartment. He jumps onto the bed or, like, the bed that's on the ground. Uh -huh. He's like, don't look at me. And she's, like, angry, visibly upset. Like, what the fuck are you doing? She calls him stupid and creepy. And then she's like, get out of my apartment. And then he climbs out of her window, implying that that's how he broke in. So imagine being Stephanie. This guy... Lied about where he lives, lives just across the way, is the son of the landlord, and can break you. into your apartment any fucking time he wants to. Yeah, this is horrible. Very movie. upsetting. So that night, she calls him on the phone and apologizes for what she said. Uh, she also says that she's impressed with how he fixed her pony, and she claims that she named the pony after him. And he's like, I don't believe you. You couldn't have named the pony after him. You owned the pony before you knew me. Yeah. And she's like, I was just improvising. It's named after you. And she's like, how did you fix the pony? And she starts, like, putting the pony on the pony's, like, running on all fours and bumping into walls and stuff. And he comes up with, like, this techno babble of how he fixed it. And then he asks if she'll marry him when they're 70. And she's like, okay. And then he falls off to sleep with, uh, with her on the phone. I don't know if that was real. Okay. I, I don't know if that was a figment of his imagination because he's just on the phone. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. And also, you see the horse running around like on all fours that could be in his head what i mean there has been that it? time where he opens up the water and cellophane comes out so that happens later too okay so maybe i don't know i don't, I don't know but either way it's very weird two months later they are at stefan's exhibit for i think the the the, the uh, calendar, calendar. Thing? okay and the boss the old boss he's like i didn't like this and i thought it was dumb but i guess it's a huge success and everyone loves it i didn't believe in him and then at the party stephanie's chatting up with this cool guy and enjoying herself and uh stefan hates this and he starts drinking heavily and then in his head fantasy stephanie is apologizing for real life stephanie Huh. And then there's a fantasy of him being a drug dealer, being chased by the cops. And as he crashes his little cardboard car in his fantasy, he crashes onto the bed. Uh, Stephanie's brought him back to the to the to the to his apartment. And then she says, things will turn out the way you want if you stop doubting that I love you. I don't know why she said that. This is real, Stephanie. This, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I assume it is because he was brought back. But then later on, he runs into Stephanie again. She's like, are you OK? Like, I, I don't know. It's I, I don't know. That's the problem. And so then he goes to the perv guy's house and he wishes that he could travel back in time to before he found her attractive. 
Uh, also in this scene, it shows that he's starting to lose grip of reality. Like while he's talking to Perv Guy, Perv Guy's like voice starts going like in reverse, and all the stuff starts going mm-hmm. wrong, and he doesn't know if he's seeing reality or not, right. which starts to bleed into what I think happens the night before, where Stephanie's like, "If you just knew that I loved you," yeah, but again, maybe she means it in a way of like, "I love you as like a good friend, like I like you're a meaningful person to me." Maybe I don't know. Clearly. She doesn't love him, love him, no, no, like no. want to be in a relationship. Either way. So then they toss the TV in the water. Stefan leaves his apartment upset at Stephanie. And he doesn't want to be her friend anymore and confronts her about all this. And he says that he wants to be her boyfriend. And he accuses her of never finishing anything. He's like, you never finish the all any of your art. You know, you always leave everything unfinished. And then she accuses him of manipulating her and writes down Zoe's phone number and she starts crying and then he like embraces her and uh, she she offers to have a date with him to sort of talk things out. I think he means this in a way of like, let's go on a date together. But I think she means this on a way of like, let's let's meet up. Let's meet up and like explain what's going on here. Um, And so also he thinks that she didn't read that note. He, he doesn't know that she read the note. So he's like, we're on the same wavelength. Like, huh. she knew what I wrote about in that note. She 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 quoted it perfectly. Right. And he tells all this to perv guy at the work. And then he's like, she has to meet up with me for this date. I'm going to go meet up with her at the date. So um, they he runs to the date. She waits for him. But then some old guy pops out with the big beard and gets in his way and says, no one is waiting for you at the bar. She lost interest to you in you a long time ago. Some person in his head. So he okay. doesn't have to go into the bar. He ends up running back home. I wonder if that guy with a beard was supposed to be his like, super boss coming maybe? out being homeless, maybe? He had long know. hair, too. Oh, yeah. I did have a big homeless beard. Yeah, that might be him, then. Yeah. Uh, so then he returns home, and he tells her, or her door, because I don't think she's home. I think she's still waiting at the bar for him to show up. <laughs> He returns back to her home and he's he's screaming at her door and banging on the door like a madman. He's like, stop playing with me, he says. And then he smashes his head into the door and he starts bleeding. And then he rubs his bloody head all over the door. Ah. And then he has a fantasy where he proposes to her and she says yes. And then he apologizes to his mom because his mom's like fixing his head up yeah, yeah because it's injured he apologizes to his mom that he went to live with his dad when they left huh. and then the ending of the movie's coming he's leaving to go back to mexico and mom tells him to go speak to stephanie one last time say goodbye to, to her before leaving okay so he uh he knocks on the door and she opens up and she, he's like how are things going and she's like i think there's some unsolved unresolved issues between the two of us yeah so Fair. here's Here's the things that he does oh as he enters her apartment. Now you tell me you tell me when things have crossed the line. He says that she should install toilet paper at her front door because he thinks that the, he's trying to imply that the blood stain is a poop stain on the front door even though that's clearly that's his blood. Uh he's like you should really, you know, if somebody left their shit on your door, you should leave toilet paper out here. He says uh, she asks how his head is like, you know, is, is your head okay? Yeah. And then he's like, it's never okay. And she's like, that's a good thing. You know, like you're a very creative person. And then he says, well, it's not attractive to you. He says, Oof. and then he says that the only thing he can say to her in French is how her breasts make him erect. And then 
He seems to have a better grasp of France than that. French, French, French. Well, than she, that. he says that he's very uh, shy to to speak in French around her. But uh. the only thing that he doesn't feel shy about is saying that. Okay, she's got but nice that's titties. too far then. And then she he grabs her cigarette and throws it out the window. And then he uh, then she like uh, somebody's on fire downstairs. So she gets she pulls out some water and the cellophane comes out of the water thing and like they throw water on some poor guy downstairs. Did, she, did he light on fire because he threw a cigarette yes, out? Yes, that's okay. what it's implied to say. Weird. Then he says that he hates it when she cries, especially when it's not about him. And then he says that um, his problem is that he doesn't have a girlfriend and that he's not dead. And then he says uh, that she should touch the spot behind her ear where her glasses sit and compares it to touching her penis. And then what the f- she asks him why he always has to be a pig. Which is a reasonable thing to ask after all of this. Yeah. And he looks hurt about it. Like, he looks upset that she said that to him. And then she's like, I'm just teasing you. Like, I'm trying to be friendly here. Uh You know, I'm trying to get on your same level. She's being very pleasant for the fact that he is in her apartment. (laughs) Broken in. And then he's like, do you think you'll ever fix your teeth one of these days? What the fuck? And then she's like, quiet about it. Clearly, she doesn't feel good about that. And then he's like, well, you know. It'll be 40 years when I marry you, so I should probably take care of the goods now. And then he says, going on? maybe you shouldn't take care of your teeth because no teeth means good blowjobs. This is a nightmare, not and a then, dream. And then, he's, then she's like, you should leave. You should get out of my apartment. And then he says that he wears his jeans for more than a week so that he can feel closer to her. And then he asks her how cool her new boyfriend oh, is. That's a reference to the fact that she apparently doesn't change her pants very oh, much. Oh, there you go. I thought it was just like a weird thing. It's <laughs> so like, weird. It's so weird. And then he compliments her boobs. He says that they're friendly and unpretentious. And then he would like to see them one day as she's forcibly trying to move him out of her apartment. And then he jumps onto her bed and he's like, your bed can, is really big. You're, you're, you finish the mezzanine. Your bed it can hold a couple. It can hold two people even. He gets on the bed. And then he acts like a fucking baby. He's acting like a little child. He's, he's like, yeah. he's putting the like blanket over him. She's like, get out of my apartment. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell your mom on you. I'm going to tell your mom that you're acting like Just this. Just like a child. And then he's like, no, don't tell my mom. I don't want to go. I don't want to do anything. And then she's like, what do you want? Like, And this, honestly, this is my favorite part of the movie because you can see how she has brought her, he has brought her to the brink of sanity. Like, she's like, what do you want from me? And then she says, like, why me? Like, why are you doing this to me? And then he says, everyone else is so boring. You're interesting. And I'm like, that's not an explanation. <laughs> that's a terrible for reason. Breaking into somebody's apartment and, like, uh, talking about their teeth and shit. And rubbing your blood all over their front door and then he just lays in bed and he stares at this handmade tree that she made and then she climbs into bed with him and then he falls asleep and that's the end of the movie what the <laughs> so here's some thoughts i have okay one of them is is i think maybe what this movie's trying to say is that like sometimes you might think a creepy a person is like totally like whimsical mm-hmm. when it actually could be sort of like a creep yeah yeah, yeah. well i think the reason guy exists is to show you that like man at least this guy's honest about how fucking person <laughs> is, right like he, you know yeah, yeah. what you're getting into when you get with him yeah well you have this guy here who just seems like a guy next door you know just whatever but then he starts revealing 
layers over layers yeah. of how he's just not all there and yeah. it's just a horrible person. It's very weird. I don't know whether it's supposed to be like a whimsy sort of like, isn't he really quirky and goofy and fun? Because it's like, I think that's where it starts out. It does start off that way for sure. Yeah, but then I I mean, I've just told you, I've written down like note for note, beat for beat what happened at the end of the movie. I'm like, I don't like this guy fucking at all. No and positives like, I feel there. awful for Stephanie. Like, Obviously, like, Stephanie's not a deep character, but, like, if I was in her position... Yeah, I would... you don't really have to empathize that much yeah. to really get the full effect of how bad this guy is. This guy's a piece of shit. I didn't like him at all. And here's the thing. It's not through lack of the visual effects, because the special effects look gorgeous. They look very beautiful. Very good. And it's not for lack of acting, because I felt both the guy who plays Stefan and the one who plays Stephanie are very good actors. Mm-hmm. I've... I like them in in most of the things I've seen them in. He's the dude in Coco. He's Hector oh, in Coco. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and and I've loved her in a bunch of Lords Von Trier movies. Uh, it's not, and he like really sells this guy. Like he, it never feels like he's like pushing himself into a position that is uncomfortable. But that almost makes it even weirder that like you know he's like throwing it out on there and like yeah. there's so many scenes of him like like oh woe is me she doesn't love me woe is me I love her so much. I'm just like, fuck off. Leave her alone. Like, find somebody else to infatuate over, you know? But um, I don't know. I I, I a, loved the visuals. Yeah, it's a weird, complicated movie because it doesn't – it feels almost like it's trying to demonize it. But I also don't think it goes far enough. I also don't know because I don't speak French. I don't know if this is just like how the French think romance <laughs> works. Pepe Le Pew was French and he was a creep. Well, so... yeah, I, I totally think that's a great barometer for what French people are. <laughs> this is, yeah, like he's essentially like a Pepe Le Pew character. He's like, Stephanie is totally like the cat. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, that is true. You stink. You're a weirdo. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. And yeah. he's like, oh, uh-huh, is that me? I think also this could be a uh, mirror of John Lasseter's this whole <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> you know he's an artist he's everyone thinks he's such shit he's touchy feely yeah, but now he's, he's got gifted. now he's hot shit now at the yeah. art place out if know. it did though because like i looked up the reviews of the movie and it's pretty it's pretty well well regarded but mm-hmm. it never was like this is a portrait of a creep it was more like oh it's so whimsical and fun and magical so i'm like no one really demonized this is also made in what 2006 six, so i yeah. think maybe he this was just seen as quirky and charming. it could have been yeah. kind of like how 500 days summer at the time no yeah. one really came out yeah, with that take for a true. while and then they're like wait a second <laughs> he had unrealistic expectations going into this romance where the woman was very straightforward about what her expectations were what she wanted out of it you know yeah like, she was very straightforward was you very don't want to marry me i don't want to boy boyfriend you know i want to have fun i'm young i'm gonna dance with people at parties i'm gonna drink i'm gonna have a grand time yeah you but then it's okay like woe is me yeah oh, maybe it's awful. just seen in a different light you know i like, mean possibly it, i don't know if it's that or maybe it was trying to do it but just didn't you know back back then you, you people didn't realize how movie messages can be misinterpreted to actually give the opposite message i, I do think too you know? that a lot of the things in the movie He's a guy. His mom is the landlord that she at the building she lives in. Like there is a lot of power imbalance going exactly. on here that I think in the movie was like, oh, isn't it quirky? He's going back to his house, uh, you know, is living with his mom. That's sort of quirky. He's harmless, you yeah, know. Yeah. But it's like, no, he 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 is not harmless. He's not harmless. Yeah, in fact, if, he loves his mom. Who if he were to complain in. to her, and like the mom seems to like her quite a bit, yeah, like yeah. the 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 landlady does. But like 
if I was Stephanie, I would be concerned about him saying shitty things to maybe making things up about me. For sure. You know, exactly. I don't know. So, I mean, also, she did earlier, her friend Zoe did drill holes straight through the other side oh. into their apartment. Oh. Accidentally. So that so might be. So maybe they're probably like, I'm on like thin she, ice. Yeah. She, I got to be nice to anyone, the landlady's uh, son. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows about it, but she knows. So. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, this movie is really complicated yeah. in a lot of ways I mean, I to unpack. I enjoyed it because it was fun to see a movie. It was fun to look at. It was fun to look at. And it was fun to see a movie where it's like the protagonist is a bad guy. And the movie I, the movie doesn't know that he's a bad guy, I think. Like, I think, I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't tough know. to tell. The movie, the, well, the music, the way it's shot, the fact that the whole movie's from his perspective. Okay. Are you saying that like maybe as an audience member you can interpret, this guy sucks, but the, but movie, the movie itself portrays it, which is because it's from his perspective, right? It's sort of like a taxi driver situation mm. where it's like, you know, that Travis Bickle doesn't think he's a bad guy, right, but right. we as the audience are like, what the fuck? This yeah, guy's a yeah, creep. Yeah, yeah. He's doing awful things. He's putting women in I, positions I, that are uncomfortable. I could see that. I uh, could see that. But I don't know if the movie does that on purpose is the thing. Yeah, you know? it's hard to tell intent when yeah. the movie shows him in a positive light. Yeah. In, in your mind, or as a quirky as a, guy. As a, yeah, as a simple audience member, you'd be like, well, the movie says he's good, so I believe he's good. Yeah, I don't know. Which is a fair interpretation if you're not thinking too much about it. Yeah. Which is how a lot of people probably are like, these visuals are wild. Gorgeous. Gorgeous cool movie. Stuff. The everything. Like the sets are beautifully decorated. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. it works really well for the dream aesthetic for mm -hmm. sure. Definitely yeah. feels like a music video. A lot of a lot of things just disconnected. Yeah. Which works. Yeah. Excuse, but sometimes it almost well, feels kinda like ah, this is the fact that it's all from simple. his perspective too helps as well, I think. Like this is how he's seeing the world. Yeah. You know? That's true. But and also how his past experiences influence it. Which is I think you know, who knew? The science of sleep is the most interesting part, is the sleep parts. <laughs> what a surprise. The science not very good. Yeah, no. No. But, yeah. Pseudoscience. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I kinda fall in like a middle ground too with you, where I'm just like, yeah. this has some moments. Yeah. I, I, I just enjoy it as an artifact, you know? Like, yeah. I would show this to somebody. I would love to show this to somebody and see their reaction in certain scenes and see if they are, you know, if they are uh, if they are taken away on this magic journey uh -huh. or if they're just like, yeah. oh, I don't know about this guy. That's <laughs> this true. This guy seems really I feel weird. like it almost seems like you turn to the person, they go, I like that. And you're like, yeah, what'd you think about the main character? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hey, yeah, know. it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Uh, but but yeah, so. I'll say it's watched on Netflix. It's not there anymore. <laughs> so sorry. it'll probably pop up. There it'll probably pop point. up there again. Yeah. They come back. They come and go. But if you guys want to recommend a movie with a a, a a complicated protagonist that may or may not be in the right, you should email. Uh, us no, he's not in the right, Mike. <laughs> he sucks. We've no, established he this. He does suck. You should email us at emailtheotherpodcast.com. Uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to leave a review or listen to previous episodes, you can find them on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five-star reading and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, yeah. even if it is written in French or Spanish. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so that's the science have, sleep. We can have Google Translate figure it out. For I us. watched this movie last night, uh -huh. right before bed. Yeah, did you have any weird dreams? Uh, I, I, oh, well, I fell asleep just as the credits were rolling. <laughs> so I'm so tired. It's not the movie was boring or anything. Yeah. It's just like the movie is actually perfect because there was a guy falling asleep in a bed, and then like the like, credits are rolling. To do that, and there was like whimsical, like French sounding music. I'm just like. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 we 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 sleepy. <laughs> 
Good night, everybody. <laughs> Less news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I feel tired. <laughs> you made me turn it back on for that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>